welcome welcome to sniff talks the no filter zone thank you for listening and thank you to all those who gave me feedback on the first episode i really do appreciate it if you're here again for the second one welcome back if you're new welcome welcome so last week i was going through a whole bunch of things and the first thing that kept coming up was the first main thing that came up was somebody saying to me yes let's continue to break these generational cycles let's continue to educate people let's continue to educate our children and be more open with a lot of the things that we once were taught that are no longer functioning and working for where we're going to be heading in the future of what is going to be continuing. I thought that was powerful. I just stood there and I was amazed to hear somebody say that, especially openly. So the first thing that came to my mind was this quote that I read a few years back and it was by Denzel Washington. And it was quoted, your own family will talk shit about you when you're in the process of breaking all their generational curses. This ain't for the weak. A few years back, when I read this quote on social media, I didn't fully understand. For once, for one thing, I said these generational cycles, these generational curses, they sound powerful but it's how do I even do that or like am I even doing that without even realizing I was already breaking cycles I was already in the midst of all of that and yes as you can think as you can imagine I was already being talked shit about and at first it's something especially when you when you're in that at first is something that it is painful it's saddening you don't want to hear that you don't want to hear your your own family talk shit about you the loved ones the people that you love you know looking at you like you just did something that was horrible and that you shouldn't have without even understanding or without even realizing Years have passed since I've read that quote, and now I'm here to speak on this subject. It's not an easy one, and again, elaborating on the no-filtered zone, because this is a sensitive subject, but it's very powerful, especially nowadays, with more people being able to speak up and to talk about how much these cycles that were once taught to a lot of people, to children, and these cycles just no longer work. And these cycles are unhealthy cycles that were taught and passed down. So let's talk about it. You know, these um, when it comes to this cycle that I that I realized I was in was a few years back when I was making my decision on ending, you know, my marriage. With ending my marriage, of course, I had to think about how it would impact my children, how it would impact our future, how everything would just impact all over the place. Now, the biggest impact was 
was the way I felt and how long I had been in such a repetitive cycle, in a repetitive cycle to where I was being treated like shit. There's no other way to explain it. Um, You know, there was a lot of disrespect. There was a lot of emotional abuse. There was a lot of, you know, domestic abuse, domestic violence that was done behind closed doors. And I wasn't able to speak on it. You know, I didn't feel safe within my own relationship, within my own home. And not only that, but, you know, my kids were seeing that. As much as I wanted to say that they weren't, they were, they were small, you know, they remember everything. It sucks because now that my kids are older, you know, my daughter's, a, she's a young lady now. My son is a teenager. He's a young man. And my, my younger sons, they are also growing into these young men. And I always used to think that by them being little or trying to keep it behind closed doors, they wouldn't know. But now that we have such open relationship, when now that I'm with them and, you know, it's, it's me and them, of course, you know, they still have their father in their life, but it's, we've built a relationship to where we're open. We can talk about things, uncomfortable things. Things that sometimes I don't even know how to handle as a parent. I don't know how to really process. I don't know exactly what to say, but that's also a learning experience. And that's also another cycle that is being broken to be able to have discussions with your parent and your child together and just lay things out as they are, you know, like being able to just express your emotions and even if you're angry sometimes being able to just listen and not act out and be like you know what you can't you know you can't speak to me like that have some respect and although it is um it is a fine line of respect that you're establishing parenting and your children but it's more being able to to have an open mind and an open ear to be able to listen to their frustration and them being able to feel safe because what more can a child want you know children want to feel safe and that's something that we didn't really have when we were in a family dynamic so that's one that's a huge cycle but it trickles down it, like this whole thing trickles down to how it impacts every single thing leaning forward. So, you know, sometimes as a parent, we, before making this decision, I remember it taking such a toll on me because I said, I don't want to break this family dynamic. This is what I wish for. This was my dream to have such a big family to be married I wanted this I prayed for this this was my dream but the thing was that within that dream it wasn't healthy it was it started 
after all the years, it started to become a nightmare to where I wanted to run out of. It was a nightmare. Behind closed doors and within myself, it felt like a nightmare. It felt like I didn't want this. I didn't want this for my children. I didn't want to live like this any longer. And when I would, you know, sit down and I would, you know, tell my closest loved ones, I would tell them, you know, I don't know what else to do. I think I've reached my point. And the first thing that they would say, you know, everybody would put their two cents in. You know, you got to think about the kids. Got to think, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And while I sat there, it's a, it's a very tough moment when you're sitting there and you're making decisions like these. You're sitting there and you're thinking about, well, well what if I make this decision, what am I going to do next? What's going to happen? That fear... That fear, that feeling of feeling trapped. You you don't really know what, what comes next. But I sat there and I thought about it. And, and I would look at them and they would say, you know, well, it's not going to be. No. I remember the first, the first thing was, uh, you know, nobody's going to want to be with you after four kids. It's four kids. Nobody's going to, you're not, you're not going to be able to redo your life. At that moment in time. I was not thinking about redoing my life with anyone. I wanted to know how I was going to make things work alone, independently, with my four children. That was the last thing. But I guess in some cases, uh, I guess that's like the first, the first fear that you can put into a person is nobody's going to want you after you do this because X, Y, Z, which is complete bullshit. If you ask me now, I'll, you know, that's one thing I would, I would say if, well, hell, if, if nobody wants me for who I am and the type of person that I'm becoming, well, they just, that's not the person I would even want with me. That's plain and simple. But back then, you know, at a vulnerable state and having all these pent up emotions, obviously I wouldn't have the same thought process, but it was not something that you want to hear, obviously. And then came, you know, from the female standpoints were, well, I, you know, I, I just want to, I don't want to have to deal with the financial hardship that comes afterwards. Or I don't want to do this because I, I, I think about what they'll say about me, you know, or no, well, this is what it is, you know, yeah, this person is XYZ, they're like this, but it's, you know, you have to deal with it. That's not what I envisioned in my relationship. I don't feel like I have to self-sacrifice. I felt at a certain point, I said, I can't self-sacrifice myself. I was no longer the person who I thought I was at the time. You know, I was changing. My mind was just changing the way my thoughts were were changing. I had went back to school. I did I started to get in tune with um, philosophy. I was learning a lot more that just was breaking me out of that 
what once what I thought once was you know I didn't I no longer felt like I had to put up with somebody's shit just because I'm trying to keep my family together how many times do I have to continue to be treated like shit for somebody to love me which that sounds complete that sounds horrible that sounds horrible because you know why is it that we have to continue to to be disrespected why do you have to self-sacrifice why do you have to continue to be in an unhealthy relationship just for the sake of what everybody else would say just for the sake of you know the kids and meanwhile your kids are kids are not stupid sometimes I sit down and I have these discussions with my kids and they remember a whole lot of things that I don't even remember now that time has passed I think about all of the people who once put in their two cents first of all they don't even have the type of relationship that I that I envision to have so why why would their opinions even matter why would I take advice from people that have nothing of what I want they have everything of what I wanted to break out of and that was the reality of it so just me being Stephanie I had to I really just did a tunnel vision it didn't matter to me as long as I did what was right for me ultimately what was right for all of us that came about getting divorced that came about speaking up and talking and openly saying you know what I stayed in this relationship for so long because yes I did love a person I did love a person who was not treating us well who probably was struggling with their own things their 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 own instabilities within self that I was not able to help it also had to do with lack of self love but now when we talk about self love this self love is how can i actually know self love if i'm listening to all these people that are settling within their own relationships within their own unhealthy dynamics these people who get treated like shit and they stay in the same relationship how can that possibly reflect self love how can i know self love if i'm surrounded by this if this is who i'm taking advice from self love is much more than just buying yourself an outfit you know going out and treating yourself to something it's so much deeper but that's another topic but ultimately you can't love yourself in those moments you can't love yourself in those type of dynamics because you're only inflicting pain upon yourself and then what what am i treat what am i showing my kids what am i showing 
my oldest. I'm teaching her how to settle. I'm teaching her how to be in an unhealthy partnership, unhealthy dynamic. Teaching her that this love, that's love, when it's really not. That's not love. That's a cycle. That was a huge cycle. The other cycle was being able to talk about things. Was being able to not feel any guilt for speaking up and saying, this is what I went through. It doesn't make me any less of a person. I didn't cause this. I didn't tell this person, hey, treat me like shit. Hey, slam me against the wall. I didn't tell this person. Yeah, we can go back to self-love. But after being treated for so long like shit and, and in this unhealthy dynamic, what ends up happening to the person? Psychologically speaking, you're traumatized. You believe that this is love. You believe that this is all there is because you're traumatized. Nobody wants to talk about that, but this is this is exactly what has to be said. This unhealthy dynamic that you are in for so long, it makes you believe that you're trapped. You feel as though there isn't anything more because this is all you experienced. And then when talking about it is, how could you talk about that? Shame on you for talking about these things that you experienced. You should be ashamed of yourself because you're a woman and you have children and you have some type of standard that these other people create for yourself when you have your own standard. And you feel as though you feel guilty because you feel as though you have to abide by these standards. But that is a cycle. That is a cycle for that needs to be broken. Everyone should feel empowering to be able to speak up and talk about the things that they feel. Why should I have to hide the fact that I was treated some type of way? Why should I have to hide that after so many years, there has to be healing done within our whole family for what was done within those years? Why should I have to hide anything this is my voice. This is who I am. I've learned. I've grown. If anything, I'm proud to be able to say, you know, XYZ, this is what happened to me. I'm hoping that the next person listens to this and they could take this and they can understand that they don't have to be in such type of situation. And if they are, they can speak up and seek help. They can be a better version. Because they deserve the type of love that they desire. A healthy love. Love that is love. That That is another cycle. No one should feel as though they have to just shut up and be silenced. Because you shouldn't speak about that. Because, you know, God forbid. Forbid I make you uncomfortable for me speaking out about the unhealthy relationship that I had and all of the things that it brought me that makes you feel uncomfortable. 
that's not what we're doing. That's not what I'm doing. And I refuse to continue that cycle. Refuse. And sometimes it is so hard to talk about, especially with people who don't see the same way. You know, I can't tell you how many times when I speak, they just look at me like, you're fucking nuts. Shut up. How could you say that? Are you, you should be embarrassed. Embarrassed of what? Embarrassed of what? These are things that have been silenced for years and years. Women have put up with this type of violence, this type of trauma for years and years. We should be able to speak on this. I feel honored to be able to speak on it. So that one day, my future children or anyone that I know doesn't have to go through that. Because even men talk about this type of stuff. Even men talk about how if they have a female daughter, if they have a female daughter, they don't want their children to go through these type of hardships. They don't want their daughters to experience any type of violence. They don't want their daughters to be treated like shit. They don't want, they don't want their daughters to be, you know, beat up by their partner. They, they don't want that. But then if you don't want that, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be the man to sugarcoat this type of things. How dare you sit there and say, oh, you know, she's talking out of her ass or why is she talking about this? Or no, how could you not? How could you possibly say this can happen to anyone, anyone? And people who continue to silence this, they're the people who will continue this cycle and I'm not about that. Let's talk about the trauma. Let's talk about therapy. How it's not normal. It's definitely not normal. A lot of the things that I speak about on this podcast and will continue to speak about is not normal within my culture. I'm South American, Spanish. It's not normal within my culture to speak about a lot of the things that I do. But one thing I will tell you is therapy. From the psychological standpoint, therapy. Therapy is not normal. Therapy is usually looked at as in, oh, it's on- oh, that's only for crazy people. Oh, they're just crazy. That's why they need therapy. No. Therapy can be used for anyone. Even the person that is the most successful, the most financially well-off person, sometimes they need to speak to other people to be able to listen with an open ear and not feel judged. And sometimes receive the help that they need, whether it be through talk therapy, whether it be through sometimes taking medication. It's help. But it's not, it's not the norm. And that's something that has to be broken out of. Not just waiting until something big happens to where, oh, yeah, maybe they do need psychological help. Not wait until some big life-changing circumstance to seek the help that you need. Help is there. Help has always been there. It's just the fact that people refuse to break that cycle of it being used, of it being implemented in a daily lifestyle for everyone to be able to use. 
Let's talk about how this breaking of cycles is lonely. When I read that quote, that is not for the weak, it's not for the weak. You're gonna walk alone. Nobody's gonna fucking understand any footstep that you take. Nobody's gonna understand anything. And what I've learned is that nobody has to understand what you're doing. Nobody has to understand what you're doing. You have to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. The intention behind why you do things and going forward because you see your own vision. Breaking the cycle of following the normalities that everybody else has done is just no longer for some other people. And that is okay. Nobody should feel like they're going the wrong way. Nobody should feel like they're being patronized for not following the normality. Normality that is repetitive is that it's been passed down is that you you should do things to XYZ. Listen, I can't sit here and be like, I'm going to follow XYZ because from the very beginning, I was a teen mom. And now being divorced with four kids and being 31, I sit there and I'm like, I did everything backwards. I did everything backwards. And if anything, it has taught me a whole lot to where this future is not going to be anything but normal. I'm far from normal. And that's okay. That is completely okay. I wouldn't want to follow the normality that is at the moment. Because a lot of the normality is just following the cycle. And that's what it is. Breaking out of these generational cycles that are no longer helping. It doesn't help everyone. And I hate to say it. Sometimes these cycles, they're just repetitive, but they're unhealthy. If you, you know, you want to continue to believe that this is the way to go, that this should be like this for XYZ reason, continue. But let those who are breaking out of the cycle be. Don't let them feel like they're, they're being judged for it. Because I guarantee you at the end of the day, even if they're being judged, that's the last thing they're worried about is your judgment. Because they're still going to continue and do what they're supposed to do whatever their heart desires to do. There's a lot of things that conflict with breaking generational cycles. And especially when you come from such a tight tight family, it, it's harder because everyone's opinion, everyone's judgment, it, it plays a part onto a lot of the things that we do. It does. But ultimately, once you start getting to know yourself as a person, and your vision onto what you want to continue to do and all of the healing that comes with it because I have yet to hear that if you're breaking a generational cycle that you're not doing any healing work for yourself I'm sure you've heard this and you've seen the hashtags and you've seen a lot of people post I'm healing the healing journey or I'm healed and I'm going to continue and just go off and be with somebody else because I'm healed, because I'm over that person. 
I think that's bullshit. I think that's bullshit because this healing journey is constant. Healing is not linear. (laughs) If it was, I think I would have been completely healed by now. (laughs) But it's not, it's not linear. It's sometimes you're having a great day. Sometimes you're not having the greatest day. Sometimes you're not having the greatest week. But all you can continue to do is have the faith and keep moving forward and getting the help that you need. Being patient with yourself. Reparenting yourself. Because with breaking generational cycles, sometimes as a child, you weren't fully understood. You didn't get to express yourself in a lot of ways that you would have liked to with your parents. But parents could only parent to their best ability and their best knowledge that they have. So with that being said, a lot of the things that I do now with my children to being able to speak and being more open with them. Yes, I do wish I would have had that within my parents, but understanding that my parents were taught a different way. My parents were parenting from their best knowledge with all of the resource and the best that they could. They did the best that they could. So now that I know that now that I know better, now that I experienced a lot more, I know that most of the, most of the parenting ways that I had are not healthy for my children. That's not going to help them be their authentic version. That's not going to that's not going to help them with expressing themselves fully. And a lot of that comes from breaking these cycles. I think I'm going to end this episode here. This topic is huge. And it's definitely uh, there's definitely a lot more that I could speak on with this topic, but I'm trying to keep it not so much to where you can listen and listen and it's going to be like an hour long episode I didn't want to do that because there's more to speak about however this is a huge topic and I do know that there are a lot more people who are doing are are breaking generational cycles they're more aware of what these unhealthy cycles that were taught to them and that they're changing it they're deciding to change the script and they're deciding to do things a different way because it's not working and it's for the better for the betterment because we're changing we're all changing so i'm gonna end it there thank you for listening and happy holidays i'll talk to you guys on the next one